following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Saturday, October 14th in the year 2023, where we are facing week six of the NFL season. We have overgame, overseas games continuing on tomorrow morning, bright and early, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. But I mean, hey, come on. We all know what everybody wants to talk about. So, Chris, Israel. What happened in Israel? (laughs) Don't be rude. That guy is a disgrace to the uniform. Yes. What what, what happened in Israel? Yeah, nothing real big. Uh, but what is probably worth talking about, just because it happened last night, was did you see any of the Deion Sanders uh, post-game press conference? No, I t- actually turned the freaking I turned the game off at, when it was twenty-nine nothing. I, I did too. I, I watched all the game on highlights, so you're not alone there. Yeah, I I don't know what happened. That team just fucking collapsed. Yeah, but the best part was when he got up to the post-game press conference, he's talking about his team, he's saying everything to the effect of, basically, I looked at him at halftime, I knew the disaster was coming, and all I ask of the team is for them to care as much as me. And the way he was presenting everything, it's as though he was fucking playing. And it was like, dude, Dion, you're the fucking coach, man. Like, as much as you care? I mean, come on. You don't care that much. You were at Jackson State and you fucking peaced out for a better job. And everybody knows that you'll peace out from this one for a better job. So how much do you really care? Not to mention you're not on the field. He was talking like he was a player. And it was like, dude, I, you know, the whole Deion Sanders thing, it's fun because it brings eyeballs to college football. It's a fun thing to follow. But, you know, if you're a football purist or a college football purist, of which I am not because I, I fucking barely pay attention, but... Yeah, I mean, don't we all know that this Dion thing is a, a dog and pony show, right? I mean, it's, it's a joke. just to get it's just to get his. I, I honestly think it's just to get his kids some play in the media, just so they have a better chance at going to the NFL. Like the quarterbacks, not oh, gonna go, he's more but, of a narcissist than that. I mean, I, I think he's happy for his kid uh, for sure. But the, I think the defensive the defensive son is incredible. That kid's going to be in the NFL, no doubt. Yeah, I don't know what 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 is his first name. the The quarterback I is Sher- I don't know Sherwood Sanders, right? I I honestly don't know. Um, I I yeah, I, 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 I'd I'd lie if I, I'd be lying if I said I no, I, you I, do I, I. I I just know of him because I I read the stories and you go and you watch the highlights and then you go, oh okay, yeah, yeah it looks pretty good. It's S it's S Sanders. That's all I know. Okay. So. Sh- so you're right, but I think that's both of them, right? Because isn't that the quarterbacks as well? 
Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's I why nobody right. tunes into this for college football talk because we fucking don't know our ass from our elbow. But I don't right. follow. Who the fuck follows that shit? But when like we're watching it, we're watching when we're recording this show. It's usually on Saturday night, and then there's college football right in front of us. So right now, currently, as we are recording here at about quarter to nine on a Saturday Saturday afternoon or Saturday afternoon Saturday night for crying out loud, uh, we got number ten USC versus number twenty one Notre Dame which is basically a, another Caleb Williams uh, watching. And, uh, I mean, he looks okay, but fucking Notre Dame's up 17-3 here. And he did Notre Dame's Notre Dame's legit, man. Like, they they shouldn't be 5-2. and two. They lost well, in the lot. Yeah, that, that first loss, that one stunk, right? That was brutal. I forgot who they lost that one to. Uh, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. And yeah. then the other game, which was just last weekend, where they more or less got destroyed. It was two weeks in a row. Uh, what? Two weeks in a row? No. I two weeks they had in a row. Win. I thought they had a win in between. Again, don't come here for oh, fucking college maybe, football. Maybe, yeah, maybe they – you're right. Maybe they fought – They the, the following week they almost lost to Duke or something. Yeah, I think they played Duke and they beat Duke, and then and that's where the Duke quarterback got the injury in the game. Yes, right. Yeah, and, and then, then they last had, week so it was, was this brutal week, two brutal weeks in a row, and then and then last had, week was a Sam Hartman game. Which if all right, so I'm a graduate of Wake Forest University. Sam Hartman played for Wake Forest for 12 years, and so if you followed his career at all, I you know you know very well that Hartman is good for at least one, if not two, losses. Wow, Williams threw another pick. Through another INT here against Notre Dame. Yeah. But anyway, back to Hartman. He's good for at least one, if not two, losses on his own uh, in a given year. Now, I don't know if last year, I, I watched last week's game. I don't know if last week's game qualifies as that, but he did not play good. And so that chalked up. Well, no- Louis, what was it, Louisville? Louisville's Yes, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're playing Louisville. Outplayed them dramatically. Yeah, they played. They're, like not, they're not that. They're not that bad. They need like a fucking buy is what they need. They need to just because they're they're good. Like they're they're not a bad team. They just they really need. Well, right. What's unfortunate about college football and especially Notre Dame, as we're talking about them, or Notre Dame, going to run out from the bathroom. Now, what happens when you send them to school? Is it just oh, you know? Twig and berries all over the place, or it's only here. On? It's it's only here. It's only at the house. Well, not like he didn't get- <laughs> Hold on, sir. Not anymore, because we he just didn't- heard that at the restaurant. No, he took his it was shirt. fucking party time. He took his shirt off. Not oh, his he took pants. his shirt off. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right. So long as it's not the uh, the underwear. Right? I, I guess. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. He only does that at the house for some reason. That's well, taking off he... your shirt in a restaurant is kind of part of the Florida, you know, training. So, so it, yeah. it's just a ritual down there, right? So, yeah, yeah. it fit right in the background. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, as we go, uh, yeah. So th- there's our college football segment. There, we'll uh, dive in to see how we did last week. As for the games this week. I, I, I think I might have mentioned this last week, but, I mean, I looked ahead the two weeks, and they were not good games. And this is another week of just, you know, kind of high-profile shit. But we'll uh, we'll find, you know, some things to talk about. Uh, but in the meantime, let's dial it up and see how we did last week. First down. First down. And as we kick off last week, a quick update. Notre Dame goes up 23-3 over the 10th-ranked USC Trojans. So it looks like 
Caleb Williams is going down. As for who went down last week, it was the Dogs. Favorites won that battle again uh, by a score of 7-5. to five. So on the year, the favorites are now 51%. So they've got a small win uh, going in their favor. Anyway, as for those five dogs, all five won outright. So again, we talk about it all the time. I tried to do it last week. I came so close, but I whiffed as I did not pick one of the dogs to win. I, I picked the dog and then they lost. So fuck me. Anyway, how, home dogs were two and three. They're 43% on the year. Unders won last week, nine to four. They have 60% of the wins this season over the overs. As for the teases, we're still at 70% for both the lines and the point totals. Last week, it looked like the favorites struggled a little bit. They were eight and five. Dogs were 10 and three. Dogs are still coming in all over the place. They were 60% uh, or, uh, sorry, the... Uh, they're 74% on the year. They were 10 and 3 last week. Overs and unders were 9 and 3 and 9 and 4. There was a push there for the overs. They're both 70%. As for teams with a halftime lead, we're going full on normal track there. They were 10 and 3. The three teams that had the halftime lead and lost, Chris, give them to me. Three teams. Uh, let's go with. The Vikings. Vikings. Incorrect. Try again. Uh, let's go with ooh the uh, the Patriots. Sorry, it was not. It was the Denver Broncos who fucking stink, and then lost again just this past Thursday. The Baltimore Ravens. Who screwed oh, me shit. over? That's right. Yeah, that's that was right. brutal. So that screwed me in my bets. And then the third team was the Atlanta Falcons. They lost their halftime lead. So, but anyway, on the year now, teams with a halftime lead win 75% of the time. So 75% of the time, turn the game off at half. It is over. As for us, the 272. You were seven and five, sir. I was six and six. We're both even at 46% on the year, under 500. As is the Sharps. Sharps were three and eight. They were terrible. So they're 43% on the year. Tickets continue to own the crown on the year. The Joes, if you will, were eight and four. They're 54% on the year. And money is six and six last week. And that's equivalent to what they are in the year 50%. Super picks, you came in. Good for Chris. Four for four and one last week. Now it's 60% on the year. I was two and three. I'm under 500. Our both our best bets. I won. You lost. We're both at sixty percent there. Parlays. Do you want to guess how many parlays we've come in? Have we have picked correctly this year, Chris? Zero for two hundred and fifty. Oh, close. Zero for twenty-two. I was zero for two. You were zero for three, and then I was one for one on my teases. So. And I don't think you've had any teases this year coming. I am at forty-four percent on the year, but I didn't. I didn't bet that many teasers yet. Yeah, you haven't done I, that I many teasers. I only, I, I only did like one or two. My straight bets are the only thing that cash out for me every week. Yeah, but you know, as for trends, as we just ran through all of that, I mean, there's not much. If you want to say anything, uh, you know, unders, unders are definitely coming in, uh, just as much on the te the teasers are are 
doing uh they're 70 and 70 70 for each but straight up unders they're 60 percent. so that's the one trade trend but as i fumbled with that whole thing just there for the past uh five ten seconds what i really wanted to go to was the pros versus joes so any content that you hear that everybody's talking about this year if they're not saying it's a difficult year then they're blowing smoke right up your ass because last week there were four pros joes game that means that the money pool and the sharps were on one side with tickets on the other side. And all four of those games went to the Joes. So the tickets won outright in those games. It was uh, Indianapolis, Kansas City, uh, Jets, and Las Vegas. All four of those teams had the pros on the other side, and they all lost. So it's been a difficult year, if that. Uh, as for uh, our gambling, I actually ended up, we'll talk about it on fourth down, but I actually hit for a little bit, but I'm still under, brought me to 7,600. How did you end up doing with your bets? Because I did not track I, them. I hit the money line straight bet. You had San then, Francisco, right? Because we were both all over San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I hit that money line straight bet. Fucking Buffalo screwed. Wait, didn't Buffalo have the lead at halftime? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think it might have been tie. I, I'd have to look, but I mean, I did have it up before, and if I didn't note it, then it wasn't the case. So, huh? Yeah i I had Buffalo who wound up losing. Oh, you're right. I think Jacksonville was beating them the whole time, right? I, I think so. Like I said, I uh, you know the halftime. Yeah. I, I go through every single game, uh, at least the ones that we cover, and yeah, no dice. So, Buffalo fucking lost to Jacksonville, which is just mind-numbing to me because that screwed up. Yeah, but I, I told you, you know, it's, it's fucking overseas. It's kind of funky. Uh, you know, it was two weeks in a row for Jacksonville. They stayed out there. You know, it's just a weird game. It's one of the reasons that I stayed away from it. I mean, I picked Jacksonville, but I didn't have anything in any of my bets, so it's not like I put my money where my mouth was. I mean, losing losing your all-pro linebacker and defensive end and, like, and and freaking all-pro... Uh, well, remember, the cornerback, White, was lost the week before. Who? Tredarius White. Yeah, the cornerback, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So losing him, then losing Milano, and, and their defensive... Uh, tackle i can't remember his name right now but they lost like losing all these guys and it's brutal for the defense so uh, it is what it is i'm making excuses they they fucking blew that game they shouldn't have lost to that team but that screwed up three of my bets so i i still could have cashed out but my freaking raiders somehow beat the packers oh uh, i that that game fucking infuriated me because that killed uh, that killed my one money line parlay. I finally was like, you know what? I really do like these two underdogs. We talk about the dogs winning outright. I did Indy and I did Green Bay, and I, to watch that Green Bay game. And well, I made out our the Green Bay tees worked out, but I I thought they were good. I thought they were going to come back and win that game all the way into the end, and they they, I, they couldn't get it done. I I blame it on Lafleur. I just I don't think that that. I just don't think it was good. 
good coaching and Mike LaFuck as uh you ever listen to GM Shuffle with um uh the fucking No. He's the Jersey guy. I forgot his name already, but whatever. Uh, I he does. Uh, I think he works for Visa, and he's got the he used to work for the Ringer. Mike Lombardi. Mike Lombardi. Uh, anyway, he he's a Belichick butt buddy, and uh, he does shows, and he he has a podcast, and he calls him Michael Fuck. He's never liked him ever since the beginning, but uh, yeah, it's questionable how good Lafleur is as a coach. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Without an MVP quarterback two years in a row, we'll see how good he is. Yeah, well, that Green Bay game screwed you, screwed me. Uh, I, I also got hit by Baltimore. That Baltimore game, I rewatched yeah, it. Yeah, that that got me too, dude. I, you know, I, I I don't, I just don't understand the Baltimore team. Now, some of that, I, I, and I don't understand at large Lamar Jackson. Now, I, there was a wide open throw he had to Aguilar that went right through Aguilar's hands, and had he caught that, that game was over. Uh, you know, even if he doesn't throw the interception in the end zone, it, the game's over. So I, I just, I can't figure out that team for the life of me. They, I, I have to go through, but I am pretty sure that they've screwed me more than just last week. Um, but a, just a difficult team to bet. And they are the first ones up this week with the, you know, morning game out in London. So, and it looks as I'm staring up that I think Caleb Williams just uh, got caught from behind and uh, ended up fumbling the ball. But USC did uh, recover. Caleb Williams not having a good game here. Anyway, back to the NFL. Uh, so you got you got smacked. I I won a little bit. So and we'll get to it. But uh, did that? I'm at 7,600 for the year. Where are you at for your gambling uh, bank? Uh, I'm I'm right. Around there, I think I lost like 150 last. I'm like, uh, like 75, 75. Yeah, you had 7,700. So if you lost about 100, we're about even. So we're both, yeah, around yeah, yeah. 76, 77. Dude, you didn't even fucking talk about your, your boys, your school, your alma mater. Which ones? I got plenty of. <laughs> I've got too many schools. Come on. That's why I'm a fucking career failure. I went to too many of them, and I should have just stayed in a job. Uh, which one? Wake Forest or University nope. of Miami or Montclair there State University? Who the fuck would care about Montclair State? Oh, University of Miami? I, I mean, what do you want to talk about? You know, I, I mean, it was one of the stupidest plays that you've seen in the past 10, 15 years. You know, but but it's only stupid because it worked out that way. So yes, I fully blame the coach for being an asshole. And what do you, what do you mean it's only stupid because it worked out that way? Like, there, well, well because no what I'm saying reason. is that if he if he if he runs the ball and he just goes down, and he doesn't fumble. I mean, it's the game over anyway. So I, I mean, it's just the fact that he fumbled, and so I, I understand your that's point not, and everybody else's point. What, that he, First off, it, he was he was down. Like there, there's there's proof in the video that he was down already. So it has nothing so, to do with. I, his you're just saying down. the decision to run it at all instead of just kneeling. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean I I am in agreement with you. Yeah, like just kneel the ball. I I I'm I'm not I'm not trying to absolve the coach from guilt. That's not going to happen. Uh, he was a class A fucking moron. I'm just saying that had he run the ball and he just got went down and there was no fumble, the dude should have lost his job for that. No, you got. I mean, I somebody asked me that at kid pickup on Monday, uh, and I was just like, real now, you know, like. I mean, and I do drop the. You know, they should have lost their job for that, but I don't know. I it it was stupid, but. 
do you lose your job for one stupid thing? If an NFL coach does it, does he lose his job? No, definitely not. Definitely not. NFL coaches make stupid moves like that constantly. They do. I, I mean, we could try to you know, start keeping track of them, but I know that we've talked about it over the years. Sure. I mean, I, I would love to. I would love to know what the justification was for doing that because there's none. I mean, the most recent NFL coaching instance similar to that would have to be the Super Bowl choice by uh, Carroll to throw the ball instead of running with Marshawn Lynch, right? I mean, that that's the one glaring in that instance, and he didn't lose his job. You know, I mean, I mean but you're talking about you're talking about a Super Bowl, though. Yeah, I mean, well, one would think that the Super Bowl would hold more weight than a regular season NFL and uh, an NCAA game, right? No, I mean, he got he got the team to this. I mean, the team went to the Super Bowl. Like the team was, you know. Yeah, like and then that. they lost it because. He made a horrendous coaching decision. Uh, I don't know. This is a regular season game. Even if they had won that game, they would have had to keep winning. You don't know where they would have landed. If they if they get like two more losses before the end of the year, who gives a shit? You know That's what I mean? not what I said, though. I said, tell me the justification for running the ball. Oh, no. no uh, well, yeah. And then you also talked about, would you fire him? Or he should be fired. And I said, I oh, he, he should. I, I mean, it, what's it the justification for running the ball? I, I mean, to be honest, I, there really none. is none. Just kneel the ball. There's none, right? I, I'm just saying you could do it. You could do it, and so long as he doesn't fumble, nobody makes a big deal about it. Uh, I go mean, into I, shotgun and fucking throw the ball back and kneel it. I, I mean, I, if I over. do remember correctly, I think whoever was doing the play-by-play. Well, not the play-by-play. I think whoever was doing the color was talking about it in the moment, saying it was stupid for them to not just... Oh, yeah. Play. I mean, yeah, yes, for sure. Because I watched the video 5,000 times. Like, every, it was just all over social media and the news. Yeah, I, for, I forgot I, I'm who was here. doing it. I'm, yeah, well, I'm you guys here, are down there. So, yeah. so it's literally... It was literally everywhere. But... like, But look, anyway, this is, this, is, this is stupid. Like, the, the, that guy should be fired, in my opinion... I you know I I get that you're you're on the side of like he made a bad call like yeah but like that one bad call could could cost them an opportunity to go to the college football playoff. I mean maybe there's still a lot of there's still a lot of schedule left and you're still talking I mean it wasn't like they were like four or five. You know they were having a good. Season. I mean, ACC team, ACC team. If you're gonna, if you're to make the college football playoff as an ACC team, you have to go undefeated. There's too many SEC teams. No, and, but, that, and, but, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just discrediting the NCAA college football landscape on a whole. If you don't play for an SEC team. You know, I mean, it's really stacked against you. You know, like you, you have to, like you said, go undefeated, which all those teams have to go undefeated too. But, you know, if you're, you know, one of the top and you lose, to, if one to, loses to four, you probably stay alive. But um, I don't know. Like before the season even sets out, there's only a set amount of teams that really you can envision going to the, the championship series, right? Like the college playoff. Like before the season started, uh, I like Miami. I would have said no. 
I, they, you know, I, I don't know, unless they go undefeated and, and really blow people out, they're not going to the college football playoff. I mean, there's probably like 30 teams. 30 out of the – there's only 25 that they rank. So you're saying the entire top 25 can make the college playoffs? No way. Maybe like 10. Maybe 10 are like reasonable to start off. I, that's – I don't know. I, yeah, you got to throw like is, oh, Ohio State, Alabama, you know, uh, you know, it's, it, Notre Dame, I guess, since they're up there. Um, you're talking about winning it or going to it? Going to it, going to the four. You got to be in the top four, right? Those are the that, that, those are the teams that go top four, and that's it until they expand it, which they're going to. But only the top four make it. So of the top twenty-five, only four of them make it. And you know, know that as what that. Hey, I got to uh, give me a hot second here. Let me pause this because I got to make sure that Allie is not locked out. Hold on one second. And we're back. So I bounced because the. Alexa doorbell, or I forget whichever one we have, blank, whatever it is, but it kept saying that somebody was at the door. So I was afraid that, you know, my wife was locked out. But we are in the process of being booed. Have you experienced this as of yet? Probably not because your kids are too small. But have you heard of the phenomenon of booing? What? Yes. Uh, it is a, a tradition amongst children now. To basically make little uh, treat bags full of Halloween candy and then drop them on your friend's front door and ring and run. So it's it's basically ring and run. Um, I was ring and run. What else? Oh, that's this fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and you leave a, a little bag of treats. So Alexa oh, just keeps cool. going off and he's like, bing, bing. Somebody's at your front door. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I got locked out. But it wasn't. We're just getting booed. So it's fun when you have a smart doorbell because you just get to capture who the kids are and then you just get to watch it uh, on your own but uh, I didn't want to do that right now so I ran upstairs and then sure enough we're just getting booed but anyway uh, back to wrap up the NCAA uh, talk before we go into our games here we go here's the preseason top 25 that they had right Georgia yeah sure of course you, you would expect them to be in it or in contention Michigan yes Ohio State yes Alabama sure Penn State Maybe they never seem to get it done, but good enough that I would think that they would be in contention. Brian Kelly went to LSU. LSU, sure. You know, they you, they won the Citrus Bowl last year. Uh, Florida State, they had them touted as being good. All right, so there's an ACC. So you got Florida State versus Miami. Already, right out of the gate, you're like, okay, one of these teams is going to be better than the rest. Probably Florida State. After that, you got USC. Uh, you know, okay, uh, they have the quarterback, so Caleb Williams might be able to get him there. And then you go into, like, Washington, TCU, Utah, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Clemson. I, you know, I, you're throwing those names up, and aren't they a little head-scratching? And, like, you're kind of like, they'll have a nice season, but they're not going to go to the top. They're not going to go to the playoffs. Yeah. I think that you're looking at, uh, maybe not 30, but I mean, you're looking at more than 10. You're, you're definitely like, there's, there's at least four teams from each of the, ma- the five major yeah, conferences. I think, right? you're prob- like, I, I think you're looking at, at, a, at about 10 and you know, over that year, that's, that's absurd. That's abs- I'm, I'm not even going to argue this with you. That's the dumbest shit you've ever said. There's more than 10 teams in the country that you can see prior to the season going to the college football playoff. There's there's five major conferences. 
there's the ACC, the Pac-12, the Big I'm watching 12. a game right now, Washington versus Oregon. This is six ver- seven versus eight, you, right? Do you, know, five do you and know what happened? No, I don't because I'm watching the highlights. I, like I said, like college football, I watch the highlights. I watch a game here and there. You know, but I don't. But but this is seven eight, right? So seven eight. Whoever wins this game is in. Whoever loses it, that that's it. You're out. Like you're but done. That's not what we're talking about. No, you were talking we're ta- about would you fire? Would you fire uh, who's Cristobal because he didn't kneel on the ball and he basically cost them their season. And my whole pushback was okay, sure, it was a very stupid decision. However. Did we really think that it cost them their season? Like, what are the odds that they were actually going to make it to the the college football playoff anyway? I I would think it would be slim to none. You're looking at it from a third-party perspective. If you're in the point of view of those kids, that is their whole life is to to make the college football playoff. You're a fool to think that they're not pissed about that. Yeah, but but that wasn't the top, that wasn't the question. The question was, would you fire him? And, and I wouldn't fire him and blow up the program because he, you know, uh, ruined the season. Yeah, like he fucked up. It, it fucked up. It didn't work out. He should have just. I mean, I, to but, each their own. But then you led to the point of how many teams in the country preseason could you see going to the going to the college football playoff? At least twenty. There's five major. Oh, conferences. get the fuck out of here! No way. You're, you're I'm going to read so... you. I'm going to read you 15 through 20, 15 to 20 uh, of the preseason. Preseason, right? Oregon, Oregon State, Texas, Tulane, Texas Tech, Kansas State. Now, of those, Texas went nuts. So there would be your argument right there. Your argument would be like, yeah, Texas was ranked number two until they lost or whatever. They were two, four, whatever it was. And they lost last week, right? But I mean, of those other teams. You know, Oregon, maybe, right? They just did, uh, we just mentioned them here. But I, I mean, those teams aren't going. I mean, mine is like, monster but, year. But like I said, I, I think this is a this is an empty argument for both parts because it, it's, it's not going to matter what we honestly think because I, I honestly think that everybody in the country goes into the season thinking, you know, if you're in a major conference, like you actually have a chance to make the college world playoff. So right. if you go undefeated, a, you got to go undefeated. That's basically the you got to go undefeated. Right. You right? have to go undefeated. Sure. And once you lose, then it's like, okay, well then how good were we when we lost? Right. Right. And if you get two right. losses, it's game over. So right. for Miami, they couldn't afford to lose any because truth is, is that they weren't that good. Right. And so, but you know, to each their own. You might fire him. I definitely would not because it's just not worth it. Um, you know, maybe if the college playoff was bigger, like they're going to have it, and then where more teams could make it, and then he screwed that up. Well, then at the end of the year, I might consider letting him go because strategically, you know, what the fuck were you doing? And I know that should apply yeah. the same way. I just again. I just don't have as much emphasis on team number seventeen losing because seventeen is a. Far it's going to make college football. S- it's going to make college football so much more fun when the when the college football playoff is like a tournament. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and the, but you, you know there's going to be pushback. You know the purists are going to be pissed off because they're going to say you know these teams. It's going to be kind of like the tournament, right? You know, a top ranked team gets knocked off by some fucking Joe Blow 
that sure. you know maybe should or should not have made it, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, sure, I definitely think it's gonna it's gonna separate the talent across the country. I mean, it's it's gonna make it much more diversified because you have the opportunity. You don't have to go to an Alabama or a Georgia or a, a, a USC, Notre Dame, a Texas. Uh, you don't have to go to any of those programs. Uh, anybody from the SEC, you know, you don't have to go there to get into the to have a chance to play in the the playoffs. You know, it's going to make it a lot more appealing to go to other schools where you have a chance to make the tournament. Still, yeah, well, and it's going to have a, a March Madness effect on it because yeah. what you're ultimately going to, now there's going to be there's going to be teams though that kind of like fall by the wayside. I, I'll reference Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest used to have a little bit of cachet and get some recruits. I mean, over the years, Rodney Rogers, Childress, you know, Duncan, then Chris Paul, you know, just to name a few. But ever since the tournament got so big that you saw all these other teams getting into it, the Wake Forest cachet kind of fell away because then it's like, well, I don't know. Like, do I need to go to the ACC to get recognition or to get playing time? Like, not really. Like, if I go to one of these other teams that's fringe but makes a tournament and then I can make a splash in the tournament, like, it probably achieves the same thing as, you know, going to Wake Forest, which is in the ACC because the ACC lost a little bit of its cachet. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... so those teams kind so of peel I away, hear- and I and I wonder if that same effect is going to happen to some of these college teams, right? Like I, I mean well, I, Notre I, Dame, for instance. Like, can't you see if more teams can get to the playoffs, you know, and they can you know go to a certain program and then get into the college football playoffs? You know, do I have to go to a Notre Dame, or you know, I, Notre Dame's a stronger no educational don't. school, right? So there's there's impact there, right? I mean. You know, maybe you can go to one of these. You know, uh, I don't know. Look, tech, I pick it out. Uh, any of the ones that, that I name: Texas Tech. Uh, you know, Kansas State. You know, like uh, it was kind of Ole Miss. Uh, I don't know. You're, you're saying exactly what I said. It's it's going to make it. But here here's the difference. Here's my here, and here's my final thought because we're already 45 minutes in and we haven't even talked NFL. So here's my final thought. Based off of what I've seen from March Madness, and this is the only analogy I can make from college basketball to what we consider is going to be a March Madness-esque tournament for college football, is is that regardless of what happens in that tournament, those kids that go to Alabama, Georgia, uh, wherever, right? You you know, LSU, whatever the the top-tier teams always are. Sure. Those kids are those kids are still going to be drafted first, just like kids that go to Duke and Kentucky still get drafted in the top ten. Yeah, of like course. every year with you, regardless, re- regardless of like what what their team does. That's that's the that's the sense it's going to make. It's going to give you a better chance to win the championship, but in the end, you're still going to get drafted because that's what it is. You know that that's what those programs are. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I, I got you. I, I got you. And, and to your point, I know that we, we have ripped through about 30 minutes here and haven't talked to any NFL. So, and nobody fucking wants to hear uh, you know us talk about the NCAA regardless. So, uh, all right, we'll get off that and we'll just hop in here. And like I said, that's why I put the time codes in there. Check the time codes. Skip over everything to uh, you know down two, down three, or if you want the gambling, just straight to down four. So, uh, with that said, we'll hop into the top games. Like I said, there's not many there, but we will talk about a couple right about now. Second down. And I, we'll start off with uh, what is probably easily the best game of the week, I think, and that is the Monday night game. It's Cowboys-Chargers. Chargers coming off the bye. Cowboys coming off the fucking shellacking that they took at the hands of the 49ers. My best bet of last week. Uh, and they are going to try to do so here on the road in Los Angeles. The over-under is 51. The spread is currently Cowboys by now one and a half. It was two and a half earlier today. It is now one and a half. So you see money coming in on the Chargers. Right now, the Sharps have the Cowboys. 65% of the tickets and 65% of the money pool have the Chargers. So, I don't know. I don't know what to make of a lot of the NFL teams this year. I have not been on the right side of it, as stated in the, in the stats earlier. Uh, I am under 50%. However, the, I guess you throw up, is this the Cowboys turnaround game where they bounce back and they performed really shitty, but they performed really shitty against probably the best team in the National Football League? And they have plenty enough talent to take on a Chargers team that, you know, Coach Staley continually just steers in the wrong direction time after time, battles some injuries here and there, have a great quarterback, we think, but hasn't really produced to prove it. You know, I don't know where I would side here because thinking about this game, I've been all over the map with who I was going to choose. It's just one of those games that it's very hard to pick because... You love Dallas's defense, but you know that the Chargers' offense has such potential to it, and you're getting Austin Eckler back. But at the same time, what uh, Herbert got hurt and non throwing you know, finger. I mean, I, I guess problematic for snaps or whatnot. But well, I mean, this is also like right after losing Mike Williams, who is really like amazing. I've never been a dude, Williams guy, though. I, I just the. The dude at least knows how to catch the ball, you know? Yeah. Like he, he's good for a couple catches. So now they have a lot of young talent, and they're having to lean on guys like Palmer and uh, uh, Johnson, Quinton Johnson, I think that's what his name is. Yeah, yeah, the rookie. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you were to take one of the two teams that makes picking this game harder to do, I think it's the Cowboys, right? Because... They lose Diggs, which, you know, feast or fathom, but a significant part of the defense regardless. You lose him. You really don't have a number two. CeeDee Lamb has gone from, uh, you know, breakout potential to bust potential now. And he's got no real two to go along with him. Because if you think about when they picked up Cooks, he hasn't done anything. Gallup hasn't done anything. You know, like, it's just their offense is kind of junky. Like, I, yeah, sure, Zeke losing him wasn't that big of a deal. But on the flip side, Pollard really hasn't generated a whole lot of 
offense. I think Pollard did better with Zeke in there than with Zeke out of there. You know, yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Their their offense is just maybe it has potential, but they're not. Who did they beat up? Like who did their offense beat up? The Giants. Yeah, I, I you know look last week you're going up against the. 49ers who are a juggernaut, more or less, right? So I'm not going to really focus in on that game. But, like, just take the Cowboys if you've seen them. And it's there's not nothing that really builds a lot of confidence in, in picking them in tight games. This one's going to be on the road Monday night against a Charger team who, look, I'm not a huge Charger fan. I really, I, I've never been a fan of Staley. Um, but they do have offense, right? I mean, there's one thing that they they have, it's offense. So, you, you know, you're going to need the Cowboy defense to shut that down and then hope that the Cowboy offense comes to play this week, right? Like Prescott doesn't take another yeah. week off. There's no, you know, downfield downstream effects from last week's blow up. You know, and, and then you got other, you know, this is also the Kellen Moore game. Right? Out from the Cowboys over to the Chargers. You know, the, the Kellen Moore revenge game. Who would have yeah. ever said that? Kellen Moore's fine. I mean, he's, you know, he is who he is. I, I don't yeah, think but that... I, I mean, it's funny because remember, he was, I mean, people pegged him to be the next coach of the Cowboys when he was the offensive coordinator. They're all, yeah, he's I know, be like the... the next, the next Sean McVay, who's like masterful with this offensive scheme that's different than any other. It's like, no, it's like, yeah, it's, I, mean, no. I, I mean, and then he, and then he beat feet and left Dallas altogether. So ultimately, I'm with you. I ended up picking the Chargers in this one, um, and it looks like a lot of people because the line went from Cowboys two and a half down to Cowboys one and a half. So you're seeing. I know it sucks because I, I, when I picked it, it was like it was hovering at like two and a half, three, and and now it's all the way down. Yeah, you've seen that movement. You see movement today. We'll get to them uh, as we talk about these other games. But there's been several teams, uh, several lines, mind you, that have moved over the course of the past couple of hours since when I pulled these lines, and then we're doing the games now. We'll hit them as we come up. So. Uh, we're both going to be in on the Chargers. That leaves two other games. We could kind of go anywhere here. Is there any that that floats your boat before I end up picking and uh, and saying which ones that I'll pick? No, yeah, whatever you want to pick, I'm I'm cool with. All right, so we'll go to one o'clock and we'll go to Jacksonville, right? So Jacksonville spends two weeks overseas across the pond. They get the win last week versus Buffalo. Now they come home, and they've got to host the Colts. The Colts are going to be four-point dogs here in Jacksonville. The over-under is 44. The Sharps are in on the Jags, but both the tickets and the money are on the Colts. And a lot of money is on the Colts. 90% of the money pool is coming in on Indianapolis here. Obviously, the big news when you talk about Indy is the fact that they're going to Gardner Minshew now with Anthony Richardson out for the next four to eight weeks. Right? He's on IR, so he's definitely out four, but they were talking about the injury to the shoulder will probably leave him out eight weeks, you know, at a minimum. So he's done for the year. Uh they said that today? No, but he is. Oh, okay. All right. I, I thought I was like, Jesus, I, I was just all over the all over the fucking sites and I didn't see that. So um 
I guess now that Gardner Minshew's in there, he gets a full week. Complete different asset, if you will, under center than Anthony Richardson. Um, Not as much of a prospect, probably not as high a top-end talent, but maybe something more seasoned. So when you have this game of Indy going into Jacksonville, who's going to be readjusting to home life here after spending two weeks across the pond, do you, do you think Indy has as much a shot here as the money and the tickets do? Yeah, I, I picked Indy in this. I actually think that uh, I think they're going to win outright. Yeah, they could. This is definitely a live dog. I, I thought that the four was aggressive. I just... Man, I, I think I'm probably going to be on the other side here and pick Jacksonville only because I, I got to see Gardner Minshew under... I got to see one week of Gardner Minshew Colts before I can pick them against a Jags team at home with the same lineup that they had last week, right? Everything being the same. Um, you know, obviously the Colts get... Taylor back, you know, they, they're rolling him, although Moss blew up last week, right? Moss had 100-something yards. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you, you pay Taylor, and then all of a sudden Moss is just shoving it down your throat. But um, I do think that they're a live dog, right? You, you, you This is going to be a team, if you're the Colts and you pick them as the dog, you might as well just pick them to win, because that's probably how this game will line out. Where is the kid? Where's what kid? I said, where's the game? Game's in Jacksonville. Oh yeah, it's it's in Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. So, so they that's go home. The, the only home. piece to this, yeah. You know, but but again, look, uh, home field doesn't matter all that much, right? I mean, you know, the home dogs on the year are what forty three percent or something like that. No, but at least they get to go from Jacksonville to like I'm uh, from London back to Jacksonville, right? They don't have to go London to. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, cross country. New York they're just going home, or right. like, yeah, they're going home. Well, so. I, I mean, they didn't get thank. Thankfully, they did that because they didn't give them a week break here. Usually, you know, people get that week break factored in with with overseas travel. Not for you know Jacksonville. They've said you guys fucking assholes have done this long enough that you don't need a week. <coughs> yeah, you're gonna go home and play. Yeah. Um. So they're but, definitely talented. I mean, they're they're a type of team that if they start, if uh. Lawrence starts rolling, man, like that team, it could click and they could be very, very, very good. I just don't, I just don't believe in that cult, their culture. I think that's what it comes down to. I'm just, I'm stuck in this. Like they're always, they're like, whose culture, the the, the Jacksonville, there is none. Don't, Don't do the Duval County thing either. Enough of that shit. No, like there is none. There's no culture there whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, they're trying it, right? I mean, you, you need, they had a little bit maybe back in the Coughlin era, right? When they first yeah. had Brunel. Um, right. You know, and, and right. They, they were winning a little bit. And, you know, Fred Teller era, et cetera. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, they, they don't have much. It's a, it's a weird market, right? Like Jacksonville's kind of really, you know, you got a pro NFL yeah. team, but they've been there long enough. Um, I think the question when you're talking about this game here is, is the Colts defense, right? I mean, the Colts' defense could be problematic here because they've been okay this year. Yeah, they've been okay. They, uh, you know, they paid what's the, what, uh, they paid uh, Darius Leonard so much money. 
and yeah, the dude is done. just yeah, and the dude's just done. And they're they're lucky because they they kind of fell back on Zaire Franklin, who's been he's outstanding, been phenomenal. Yeah, for them. So and, and then you mix that with you know they're they're they're. They're secondary, which is which is okay. Like it's they not give like, up a lot of yards. They give up a lot of yards a game. So in, yeah. in that regard, you know that's not fantastic, right? So right. And, and if you want to go and you look at the points that they've given up, right? Like they gave up 31, 20, 20, well, 19, 29, 16. So you know they're giving up by probably you know roughly what 20, 20 a game, probably somewhere around there. Uh, looks to be here twenty three when you average it all out. So, um, but you know they got they got players, and I, I think I don't know. I I, I quite I picked Jacksonville, like I said, but I think the Colts are definitely live here. Again, if, if I'd seen Minshew for one more week and he was good, I think I'd have more confidence in it. He's a better fit for that scheme. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's just. Every time that you pick a rookie, you're going to put them right in now automatically. They always do that. And this might have been the year where maybe you went with Minshew and then you went back to Richardson as the season went on. Yeah. You know, but yeah. if you look at... Uh, I mean, he, the, dude, the dude broke down after like what, four games. I mean, he missed the game because of a concussion and now he's... He's just, uh, you know, what <laughs> everybody... He's mobile. He, you know, it's kind of... It, to the point that we've talked about for years, it's the Lamar Jackson thing, right? Like you're going to be that yeah. mobile. You're going to take shots. Yeah, and you're. I I don't know any. I don't know any. Like, I, you can't name a fucking quarterback that does that. That makes it into his thirties. Like it just it just don't it just doesn't happen. Yeah, they usually just change, and then it, you know it becomes more you know of a of a passer if you want to try to sustain, you know, a career with longevity. But look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton fucking he was the MVP like 5 years ago. Dude, he's yeah. not even on the team anymore. Yeah, well, I you look, I mean, I always thought he was I I was never a fan of Cam Newton, but yes, I, he fell off the map very quickly. But that I did that had a lot to do with that shoulder. Remember he had that shoulder injury and then he was he was like there you never, go. Well, never that's the, what, that's never what, the same after it. That's what Richardson has. Same shit. Yeah. Uh, well, so, but regardless, that Richardson being out, you think is a net positive. You're going to pick the Colts. I'm going to pick the Jags here. I, I think four is a lot. I'm not. It's not a pick that I like, but I'm going to take it just because the, the Jags. I think are the the hotter the two teams, and I got questions about the Colts. But so we'll be on the opposite ends there. And then the third game will go to four o'clock, and we'll take off from one coast of Florida to the other. As we fly into Tampa Bay, where the Lions are going to be a three-point road favorite against the Buccaneers, 42 is the over-under. The Sharps are going to come in on the home dog here in Buccaneers, while 59% and 60, 59% of the tickets and 60% of the money is in on Detroit. So I, do you believe in this Bucs team here? Are they another live dog, kind of like the Colts? Bucks at home mm -hmm. as well? No, I I don't believe in in them. I, I Detroit's defense is. is I'll be honest. I, I picked them. I, I picked the Bucks here. I didn't. I took Detroit. I I I think Detroit's defense is just as good as Tampa Bay's, if not better. Uh, uh, their defense is the part that I think stinks. 
Who I'm, Detroit? Yeah, I, I I don't like their their I don't like their defense. You're it's, you're a DBOA guy. What's what's their rushing DBOA? Oh well, we the DBOA. I, did I talk about this last week? I, yeah, 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 yeah. Football yeah. Outsiders went under, and Shats uh, took. Uh, DVOA to some site. I'm, I'm not going to pay for it. So I, I would love to have had it because now we're we're going into week six. We got five games. I'd love to see what it is. You know, if you do yardage wise, the Lions' defense actually is is way better than per se uh, the Colts that we were just talking about. You know, like I, I think they're what are the total yards per game? They're about five or six um, in in the league. And yeah. they give nothing up on the ground. You know, like they just stymie anybody that tries to run against them. Yes. They're, they're third right now, giving up 68 yards ground. But then again, I, you know, nobody runs the ball anyway. Um, you know, against the Bucks, you're not looking at the run anyway. You're looking at the pass. I, I just, uh, it's, this is the Baker Mayfield might not be terrible. Um, the one question mark and what gives me a little bit of trepidation picking them here is I don't think that Mike Evans is going to play. You're usually, uh, you know, more in tune with the injury updates than I am when we go to do the show. Uh, have you heard if he's playing? Because earlier today, I, it sounded like he was not. But I don't know. If he I've practice. seen controversial reports. One that said Mike Evans is good to go. And another one that says Mike Evans is not going to play. So I think it's going to be one of those things that people well, did he go get a- back and – Let's see. Did, did he get a practice in? Because last I saw, he did not practice. Did he get a limited in on Friday? Uh, I don't. I think the last I saw was Thursday. I didn't think he practiced. It says Bucks Mike's Evans will be a full go for Lions game after hamstring injury. Todd Bowles says. So yeah. with that see? said, he's in there. So he's got his two receivers all by you know. But Evans that's after be, like numerous reports saying he wasn't going to play. He's yeah, he's not going to be a hundred percent right, but. Um, I don't know. I love the Lions offense. And, uh, you know, I do have questions of Goff on the road. And then I also have questions of maybe Baker Mayfield isn't terrible. You know? And so uh, I think on a neutral field or with Detroit, in Detroit, I think this is Lions all day long. Yeah, I, I think this is Lions for sure. And you think that it's Lions regardless? Yeah. Which is funny that I'm picking Bucks because I shit on the Bucks for the beginning of the year and thought that it was a complete and utter joke, and here I am picking them against a Lions team that I do think is legit. I think the greatest thing that happened to the Lions was they drafted that kid, whatever, 14th overall, and then the kid got hurt, and now they're forced to use one back. And, like, a three-down back is perfect for that system. I, I think they would have gotten to— You're talking to, about Mon- Montgomery being in there. Versus Gibbs. Yeah, I, I, yes, exactly. I, I don't – that they they are a better team when they don't try and get all flashy and switch out players and, like, their lineup is their lineup and they go with it and it, it's worked out perfect for them. Like, dude, they just smoke somebody without their best player in yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown. Ron St. Brown was out. He'll be back this week. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the, like they're they're really good. Is, now you're seeing why I chose them to go to the Super Bowl before this. Like they're one of the three NFC teams I I picked. They're going to have a fucking hell of a time getting through Philly or or San Francisco, but they definitely have the talent to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, they're a good team. Uh, I, the Gibbs thing still is baffling, but that, that's running backs, right? You know, you see that more often than not. Well, same thing with the skill position players. A wide receiver, running back, you'll see sometimes they get drafted high and they just end up being, you know, bums. I'm not saying that about Gibbs. I, he just hasn't even gotten in there. But no, Montgomery, Gibbs needs like a year. He needs a year or two to mature. Montgomery is a good filler until then. Yeah. Um, but here, we're going to be on opposite ends. I'm going to end up taking the Bucks. And Baker Mayfield is a live home dog here. You're going to take the Lions with uh, the better team, which I'm in agreement with you that they are the better team. You know, they play five times. The Bucks are, you know, I mean, the Lions are easily going to win at least three of those. So, um, and that'll do it for the top three games. So then we'll go down and rip down the rest of the ticket before we get into our gambling picks. Third down. <laughs> So we'll start off with tomorrow's morning game, Ravens-Titans over in London. It was 4.5 earlier today. It is now Ravens 5.5 as the favorite. Over-under is 42. Uh, Sharps tickets are on the Ravens. 60% of the money uh, pool is on the Titans. I am going to take the Titans here uh, like Vrabel in the dog roll. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Baltimore. Uh, I think Jackson's going to – not Jackson. Andrews is going to probably have a pretty big game, and that kid Flower is going to have a good game. Like, their secondary is terrible. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to run it too much because they're actually their top tier for run defense. But I'm going to take Baltimore uh, mainly because I think they're just the overall better team, and I – I, I think they're going to transition to a, a, a more potent offense as the season rolls on and they get healthier. They've been really injured. They're like they're just yeah, snake bitten twenty four seven. All of that's true for me. Four and a half I thought was just too heavy, and five and a half is way too heavy for me. And I think that's the be. reason that I picked Tennessee. I just thought that that there was a big line at four and a half and a huge line at five and a half. And you want to talk about huge things. Gigantic bomb from Sam Hartman, the 12-year Wake Forest veteran for uh, Notre Dame, who is now up 31-13 on USC. And in the uh, battle of the quarterbacks, Hartman is having a field day. Caleb Wilson. Yeah, they- Caleb Williams lo- looks like he is the <laughs> lesser of the two talents. Which he is not, trust me. But they they needed that because there's still a lot of time left in the third, and if they had given it back, that could have been dangerous. Yeah. Well. Anyway, good for Hartman. He battles. Uh, what he he battles mental health issues, right? He he took took time off at one point, and all kinds. And he's been a vocal uh, advocate for counseling and therapy and all kinds of shit. But anyway, he's like Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of pulling for him, you know? <laughs> he stayed in college for so long here. I'm also a Wake Forest grad, but, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I hope he goes Chris Wanky style and gets a couple of years in the NFL. You know, if not carrying the clipboard, maybe he gets in there for a game or two, probably gets smacked he up. He will. But, he will. Uh, you know, they're always looking for quarterbacks. So, anyway. Uh, but, like, uh, back to, you know, let's go back to the NFL docket. You are going to take the... Ravens, I'm going to take the Titans, and that is tomorrow morning at 9.30. I think it's NFL Network tomorrow, right? Because they were doing it on ESPN Plus at one point, but I think tomorrow is NFL Network, so if you have it, you can watch it there. Uh, Let's go to the 1 o'clock games, and we will head to Cleveland's 
Cleveland is a 10-point dog here at home versus the 49ers, best team in football. It is a trifecta game. Sharps, tickets, money, all on the 49ers. Uh, also, as broke today or yesterday, there will be no Deshaun Watson. He is out again, which is why this went from, I think it was four originally. Now it's all the way up to 10. Uh, I don't know. I, I ended up picking the 49ers. It's come down to 9.5 now. Uh, Over-unders, 36.5 points. There's going to be weather in Cleveland, it's the only thing that's keeping me from really jumping on board with the 49ers here. Is I think it's supposed to be shitty weather too, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm 49ers. That I, I ain't got much else to say. They're really good. Yeah, they're really good. And the Browns. Uh, Browns got a good defense. That's the only thing that's a little scary. Is uh, is the Browns defense uh, can play? Miles Garrett's having a year and a half. But anyway, we're both on the 49ers there. Dolphins hosting the Panthers is another huge spread game. Dolphins are 14.5-point favorites at home. 47.5 is the over-under. The tickets and the money are big on the Dolphins. 88% of the tickets, 73% of the money, and the Sharps are on the Panthers. I'm going to take the Dolphins here with the 14.5 points. I'm just begging for get a, a loss here. So many points. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I never take spreads this big. It's just Carolina's really bad. Yeah, I, I can't find a reason to, to pick them. So I went with Miami there. Over to Chicago. This is my best bet of the week uh, to ruin the suspense for later. Bears are three-point home dogs to the Vikings. Vikings without Justin Jefferson, obviously with a hamstring injury from last week. 43.5 is the over-under. Pros-Joes game here. Pros in on the Vikings. Sharps and 58% of the money pool are with Minnesota. And then a, just a, a small tick is with the Bears at 51% of the ticket pool. But I took the Bears. I don't know. I, this is another bad weather game. Vikings, no Jefferson. I... I I don't know. I'm surprised the Bears are not less than a three-point favorite. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's not uh, not for nothing. It is uh, a, a crazy spread for a team that just lost the best wide receiver in the entire league. Like you, they have no idea what that team's going to like. Nobody has any idea what Minnesota is going to do without Justin Jefferson. And I do not trust them. I, I, just I, I saw this spread, and the first thing I thought was that the Vikings are going to win by, like, 21. Because I, I would have thought that the Bears would have been favored, if not Me too. a I one thought or the Bears, a two-point dog. <laughs> I thought the Bears were going to be favored, too. I was shocked when I saw. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm missing here. But anyway, we're both in on the Bears there. Bengals, after their uh, rally cry last week, uh, put up a whole bunch of offense. Uh, Jamar Chase had a monster fantasy game, and the Bengals went on to be victorious. They look to go two in a row this week at home versus the Seahawks. Currently, Cincinnati three-point favorites. 45 is the over-under. The tickets and money are in on Cincinnati. The Sharps have not taken an angle. Give me Cincy. Oh, yeah. I love Cincy in this game. I, I'm not going to say Cincy's quote-unquote back, but... Three points? Like, everybody's forgetting how good that team actually is. Yeah, that, that exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. And if it wasn't for the Bears pick, this would have been my my best pick of the week. This is my best bet. This is your best bet. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I, I just – and I don't believe in the Seahawks at all. So keep at it – At all. Like, I don't, I don't have – you will not find me having any faith in Geno Smith. Their players are good. 
Just Geno Smith is not. Yeah, Geno Smith's not. I, you know, some of the other pieces don't really work. You know, the defense I'm not sold on. But regardless, I Cincinnati at home here, three points. Forget it. I, weather, no weather. I, I, I think they're good for the win. Uh, and as do you. Next up will be in Atlanta. Falcons, Commanders, Snooze Fest. Uh, one and a half is the line right now in favor of the hometown Falcons. 42 is the over-under. Tickets in on the Falcons. Pros Joe's game here. Uh, Sharps and 63% of the money pool in on the Commanders. I'm kind of surprised at that. Uh, Commanders obviously took the head, got fucking destroyed last week uh, on Thursday night to Chicago. Uh, I picked the Falcons here. I didn't know which way to go. I, I wound up just going with Washington. I actually think that kid Howell's pretty good. Uh, He's a right. He takes too many sacks. They're deep. I think their defense is pretty solid. And like Ritter sucks. I just, you know, I don't know. It, like who's going to suck more, Ritter or Howell? They keep talking about Cousins getting traded to Atlanta, and like, it, yeah. Big cousins either going to Atlanta or going to Seattle, and I'm like, that's not bad. Like, that's not a bad idea. Like, you imagine cousins on that team. Everybody on that team would be so happy to have a Kirk Cousins. I, it's so difficult to trade quarterbacks intra season unless they know the playbook. I, I I'm not a believer in it, but I understand the motivation behind it. Minnesota yeah. dead in the water. They want to move on from Cousins at some point anyway. This would be the time to maximize, you know, value and get stuff in return because you're going to be trading to somebody who kind of needs it. You know, maybe right. you can get something more from Cousins than, than he's actually worth. But in this case, you know, I, the commanders, I picked them, and last week really was a letdown. And now, I don't know, they're going to get a bounce-back game here on the road in Atlanta versus the Falcons? I don't, I'm not sure. I just, uh, you know, it's a coin flip at one and a half. I mean, it was two and a half, and I was like, ah, man, that's a little, little rough. But still, Falcons by three. Now it's only one and a half. It means money's coming in on Commanders. So you're going to take the Commanders. Yeah. I'm going to take Atlanta. I, I can't take Atlanta. I love Bijan Robinson. I love that team. I, I feel bad for Bijan because he's never going to win anything there. Uh, you never know. All you need is a quarterback, right? I mean, you, you get a quarterback, everything changes. So yeah, that's true. Ritter's not Ritter's not the guy, but they have enough around there that you know they get a quarterback, everything could change. They're uh, gonna try and trade up to get uh, what's his name? Who? Uh, Caleb Williams. Uh, nobody's getting Caleb Williams except for the worst team in the league, right? That that's all that's gonna happen. It's gonna be the worst team in the league. They get number one pick. Caleb Williams number one pick. You know, I don't know. May, maybe they tr- whoever's number one trades out of it for whatever reason, but I doubt it. Uh, yeah, it could be. You know, uh, anyway, uh, continuing on, we will go to Houston, where the Texans are going to be a home dog here. Another pros Joe's game. They're taking on the Saints. So the Saints are one and a half point favorites on the road. 42 is the over under. The pros are all over the Saints. The Joes are on the Texans. A lot of money on the Saints here. 90% of the money pool, along with the Sharps, on New Orleans. I originally was going to go Houston here, and then I had to kind of throttle myself a little bit and say, you know what, look, I, I picked them and they got a couple of wins here, but this, yeah, s- slow down. Yeah, slow down. you know, like, yes, they're home. You know, I, Stroud's been good. I'm not a fan of Carr, but I, the Saints are a better team. And then I was looking at their depth chart and I'm like, you know, you're talking about Olave, you're talking about Mike Thomas, you're talking about Kamara. 
you know, I know. And then you're talking about the defense, which has a lot of pieces on it. I don't know. I just, I, I, then I said to myself, you know, I'm taking the Saints. The Saints are the better team. You know, the, the Texans tur- have turned into a nice story, which I, goes against everything that I said with the coach, right? You know, getting D'Amico Ryan's, you know, after the great deal he did for the San Francisco defense, who he left, and the San Francisco defense is still fucking good. So, what does that show you? Uh, but well, anyway, they're, they are, they're almost better. <laughs> yeah. So, and that same thing happened with Sala. Sala left, and then the defense was still good, right? It's yeah. You know, those I, coaches just get they get credit for whatever they're doing. I, I've said this. I this is the this is the exact argument I made with that with that defense, and it's the exact argument I made with every defensive fucking coach. Like, great, dude. You have a bunch of players who know how to play. And you get all this credit. Like it's it's not like an offensive coordinator. It's totally different. But that's neither here nor there. So uh, I'm going. I I'm not going to take Houston. I, I'm just I'm not. Yeah. I'm, so I'll we're take both New Orleans. All right. So that takes us to the four o'clock games. Raiders. Pats. I, Raiders are three point favorites here. Pats stink. Raiders could have given that game away last week on Monday night. 42 is the over-under. Sharps are in on Las Vegas. Everything else is on the Pats. 76% of the tickets, 92% of the money. Uh, I'm just going to take the Raiders because I I told myself I was not going to pick the Pats anymore. Yeah, Raiders and the under in this game. This this is going to be an ugly game. Yeah, I'm not talking anymore about that game. Uh, Eagles, Jets, Eagles, road dog here, a road favorite here, sorry. Six and a half points in favor of Philadelphia over the Jets and, and Zach Wilson. 40 Poor and Jets. a half is, I, you know, their defense is good. The rest of the team is okay. Their quarterback is terrible. 40 and a half is the over-under. Uh, Sharps are in on the Jets and that six and a half point spread. 72% of the tickets, 61% of the money is on the Eagles. I don't know. What are you doing here with the six and a half points for a good defense? Uh, Eagles. Yeah, I did the same thing. Six and a half points. A hundred percent. Every argument I've heard for the Jets just basically revolves around the Jets have a really great defense, and it's really tough to believe that the defense is going to you know let this team lose by six and a half. They're a live dog, and I don't know. I guess maybe, but to me, you know, the quarterback's so bad. Nicobe Dean comes back for Philadelphia, so they get another piece back. Yeah, this is not going to be a good game for. This is not going to be the best game of the year for the Jets. This is a this is a bad setup for them. Yeah, and they won last week on the road because Denver stinks. So I couldn't put any any stock. They in that barely game. beat. They barely beat Denver. Yeah, I mean that was it was kind of ridiculous. So anyway. The last game that we have to talk about at 4 o'clock is Rams-Cardinals. Rams favored by 7 over the Cardinals at home over under 48.5. Trifecta game. You've got everything here on the Rams. Uh, I know 7 points is a lot of points, but you know I think the Cardinals' best days are probably behind them at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe in... Uh in the Rams at all. Like, I don't think they're that good of a team. Uh, however, <clears throat> I, the smoke and mirrors that Arizona's put up so far, 
play, staying in games is just not convincing enough to me. I, I'll, I'll take the Rams at home. Yeah, I did too. Seven points. I it's just the seven points. I can't get over it. And then, but then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, that's because right. they got Cooper cut back. Well, they got cut back. You know, and I I just think it's more. I think that this is more of a reflection on on the Cardinals coming back down to earth. Right, the Dobbs yeah. story was fun for a while. They lost, they they lost Connor. I, he's out this week, right? Or if he's not out, he's, he's on up. IR. He's on IR, he's right? On a, okay, so yeah. they moved him to IR. So he's out for four weeks, regardless. Uh, but anyway, we're both in on the Rams there. And so, I can't believe that kid Puka is that good. I'm shocked. Well, I mean, again, you only have so many balls to throw around. So as good as he is. I don't know. He kind of plays. He has the same function as Cooper Cup. So same, I, exact same. You know. So as great of a story it was, is does it die away with Cup coming back? Or I mean, it's just they can move on from Cup. Like he'll just be the next Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I. All right, I understand what you're saying there. I just as it applies to this year, I just don't know where the Rams take it. Right, they found this this asset. Does all of a sudden McVay find ways to work them both in? Right, I, like they kind of, uh, it they're just too similar for me to understand. They remind they remind me of the Kurt Warner Rams with um, Holt and. Well, that was different though because they had Holt Bruce and they had Holt Bruce and Azakim. And, yeah, Azakim. Yeah, that right. Was right. And Azakim played the slot while you know, and I I forget who was X. So I think uh, Bruce was X and Holt was Y. Right. But regardless, um, they they were uh, similar but not the same function. It would have been if you compared it. It would have been like, oh yeah, they had Isaac Bruce and then Azakim and Azakim, right? If there were two Azakims, like take out Holt, yeah. make him an Azakim again, which works. I mean, they have two slots. It's not like the first. Time that anybody's ever done that. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. I just, I, I, I again, it's kind of similar to, you know, the Gardner Minshew Colts. Like, I want to see it a, another game, and I want to see what the hell they do with it before I get on it. But here, we're both on the Rams with the seven points anyway. So, and that leaves one game left, if I am not mistaken, because we've already covered the Lions, Bucks, and the Cowboys, Chargers, and unfortunately, the final game. Is going to be the Sunday night affair that we're all going to have to struggle through. And that is the Bills-Giants game. Bills favored by 15 points. 44 is the over-under. The Sharps and 70% of the tickets are in on the Bills. 71% of the money is in on the Giants. Uh, I don't know. 15 points is a lot of points. Uh, Give me the Giants. Tyrod Taylor back there. Whatever, Barkley coming back. I have no faith in them, but I don't know. I, 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 15 points, just a shit ton of points. I also saw something that the Giants haven't lost in the state of New York. Remember, they play in New Jersey. I saw, I saw it in 15 uh, years. Yeah, since 93 or something. Or, sir, since 93, yeah. What doesn't matter a whole lot. But anyway, uh, is 15 points too much for you? Is the question. I, I took the Giants. But that doesn't mean anything. I they they could easily lose by thirty five. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's very t- difficult to predict what's going to happen when you have such a bad line. You have a quarterback coming in uh, off the bench. You then you have your uh, your your franchise running back, whatever the fuck that means nowadays, coming back off of injury. But a, a defense that is pretty shitty, I think. But I don't know. 
15 points is a lot. Um, and the Bills, I you know, I could see backdoor or whatever. Tyrod Taylor is my biggest question mark. That's why I have trouble picking the Bills here because Taylor might be able to run around and actually create some offense where Jones, you know, he just, like, looks at one player and then just runs. Dude, they're – I mean, look, they're all – they're all fighting for this Caleb Williams kid, man. There's one, two, three, four, five, five teams that have one win and then one team that has zero. Yeah. I, oh, no, there, there's six teams that have one win. The, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Cardinals. You are going to see Tankaroo moves come pretty soon. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, based oh, on, yeah. you know, if a couple of teams get losses here. Right. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. mean, you, you could easily see Minnesota, Giants, Patriots, Cardinals, Broncos, Panthers, all of those teams. As soon as they get, you know, you could see Cousins getting dumped. You could see the Giants putting, you know, uh, Daniel Jones on the IR with a neck injury. Uh, the Patriots could go to Zappy. You know, the Cardinals, I don't know what the, you know, what else can they do other than what they've done? They're going to just dump, dump Kyler Murray. They could do, they, well, yeah, but he's not playing, right? So that's not going to have an impact on, on how they perform. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I could just see them all just going into, into full-on tank mode. So we'll find out at the end of this, at the end of this week. Yeah. So with that said, let's, uh, let's get into our bets here and call it a day. Why don't we? Fourth down. So we will do our best bet super contest and then our wagers. Uh, my best bet, I already divulged that it was Chicago. You also said what yours was, and I forgot what it was. I think it was the game after Chicago. Bengals, maybe? Uh, Bengals, yeah. Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. right? It was Cincinnati in the three. Uh, so then why don't you kick off your super contest coming off the four-and-one week that you had last week? Yeah, so I this week I did Baltimore, San Francisco, Detroit, the Rams and the Chargers, and the Charger. You went back to the. I'm not putting my best bet in my five picks. Um. So, do we have anything that's similar there? No. I did Chicago, and then I did Cincinnati. So I did include your best bet into mine. Like I said, it would have been my best bet had not it been Chicago. And then I ended up. Well, I did do the Chargers, so I'm similar to you there. So I did take the Chargers. And then the two teams that I have left open, I took the Saints and that one-and-a-half spread on the road. And then I took Tennessee and the four-and-a-half, which is now five-and-a-half um, uh, in whatever, in uh, London, taking on uh, the Baltimore. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think that Baltimore overseas, I, I don't know, there's just going to be problems. I, I, I got to see Baltimore produce something. I, they burnt me too many times now. Now I'm going the hate pick and uh, taking Tennessee there. I like Vrabel as a dog. Five and a half points is a lot. It's team plays defense. Uh, we'll we'll see here. So uh, those are our super contest picks. Gambling, we are both around like 7,500. This week I came in at uh, just under 7,700, 7,695. You said you're around 7,600 or 7,500. So I will let you go first, sir, and let me know what you ended up uh, doing for your wagers for week six of the NFL season. All right. So I start every week same way. I'm going to do some straight bets. Uh, I'm going to take Moneyline, Chicago. That's 100 to win 250. 
And then I'm going to take spread on the, the Detroit game, 100 to win 200 at minus three. Next, uh, onto my parlays, I'm going to do two money line parlays, uh, both 14 parlays. First, I'm going to do Baltimore, San Francisco, Cincy, and close it out with Indy. That's 100 to win 800. That's where I get my jacked up my jacked up odds from Indy being in there. Yeah, you put the Indy in there too. Yeah. Uh, then my second one, I'm going to do Philly, the Rams, Detroit, and the Chargers. So I got a little bit of money on Detroit here. They're, they could they could wind up fucking me for the week because I have them with the spread. Yeah, you I have, have the them. spread in, in this money line parlay. And then I put them in my teaser too. I use the same uh, four teams, Philly, Rams, Detroit, and Chargers. And I use them in a teaser, 100 to win 400. So Philly's going to be minus minus a half a point. Rams minus one. Detroit is actually going to cross the line, which I hate doing, but I just I really like Detroit this week. So I, what I, are you what are you putting down for the money line parlay? A hundred. A hundred. Yeah, it's a hundred to win five seventy five. Okay, and then what'd you do with the T's? Another hundred. A hundred. Yeah. Okay. And then I like to do anytime touchdown uh, prop bets. I, <laughs> yeah, I you haven't, haven't hit one. You haven't come close, really. Oh, they're so much fun, though. I mean, it's it's only like a couple of bucks. It's not like I. It, it's like petting a trifecta. At, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, I'm with you. You know, you can you can you can spend ten bucks and you could win two fifty. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mark any of those down yet. But I, I'll send I'll send some to you tomorrow if you don't. You yeah, know, yeah. Go if ahead. You have free time. Shoot them. No, is that it for your wagers for this week? Though is those four bets, five bets? Yeah. Oh, poor USC. They score a touchdown and then. Yeah, I saw. So USC came back. Uh, Caleb Williams had a connection there, and then they made it thirty-one twenty with about nine minutes uh, left, and uh, Notre Dame just <laughs> took it to the house. And they scored another touchdown. So USC's defense not doing anything to help out. 37-20 currently, 8.50 left in the fourth. Notre Dame, not that it matters because we're not live, but uh, for those of you following with the podcast. Yeah, Notre Dame does have such a good fan base, though. I'll give them credit for that, man. Well, you know, they're kind of fun again to watch. You know, they they were kind of irritating for a a good solid decade, decade and a half, because they were terrible and not involved. But you saw them all the time because they have that NBC contract. You know, and now yeah. they got live teams. Like they're, you know, they're kind of fun to watch. And I've yeah. got, I've gotten into them sure. way more only because of the Hartman angle. But, um, you know, this this stinks for them because had they won those two games that they lost, uh, you know, they probably would be right in the thick of it, right up top. Yeah, they lost to Louisville and got smoked by Louisville, and then Louisville just loses to Pittsburgh. At yeah, home. I, I mean, it it just stinks because now because of the losses, they're just going to be you know, anchored too far away to actually have, you know, some involvement in the postseason, but is what it is. So, uh, you got those bets. Uh, here are mine. Uh, I ended up, uh, like I said, I'm at 7,700. I'm going to put, uh, I guess that that's 695 on the line this week. 
What I'm going to do is this. I am going to do a tease. My my big bet of the week is going to be a three-team tease, 300 to win 780. It's going to be San Francisco bringing that line down, Philadelphia bringing the line down, and Chicago putting that line up. So San Francisco is going to bring me at four. Philadelphia is going to bring me at half. And then Chicago is going to get me nine points at home. So the other parlay that I'm going to do is I'm going to do a Chicago money line along with the Cincinnati minus three. That's going to be 100 for 439. Again, I like Chicago, so I threw them in that tease. And I'm going to take a money line because I think they just outright win. Uh, And if so, that kind of helps me out in those two. Uh, I did do a money line parlay, so I did something similar to yours. I did San Francisco. I did Philadelphia. I did the Rams. And then I did Buffalo, and that was 95 to pull in 215. So that was like nothing, but I wanted to get some. I wanted to do something with this 95 bucks, so I did that four-team money line. And then I also did a three-team money line for 100, and that was Cincinnati, Tampa Bay as my dog, and the Chargers as my dog. So there's the uh, the two dogs that I think are live: Tampa Bay. Chargers, 100 to win 795. So, you know, obviously, Tampa Bay is the big stretch there. And I had one left. It was another teaser. I did Tennessee jacking them up to 10.5. I did Cleveland jacking them up to 16, bringing Philadelphia down, and then bringing the Rams down. Because bringing the Rams down is minus one, so that's basically like a money line. So there, you know, I, I got Philadelphia yet again. I got the Rams for a second time, and then Cleveland and Tennessee. I'm, you know, I just don't think Tennessee is going to get smoked out in London to you know Baltimore team that I don't know. Sometimes they show, sometimes they don't. And then Cleveland, I don't know what to do with that. But 16 points. Let Let's say the line was 16. It's currently 10. Shitty weather. Even with a backup quarterback, I do you think that sixteen could get covered by San Francisco? Probably. Ah, that's not what I want to hear. Uh, I had more faith in uh, Cleveland's defense there, but hopefully that and the weather, which is an, another thing that factored in there, uh, is why I threw them in that tease. So that was all of my money on the line. So I threw out all, uh, whatever, 700 bucks there, and hopefully some of that comes in. Uh, and that was how I ended up uh, diversifying my portfolio. So. So that said, we will wrap it up for week six as soon as I can thumb through my buttons here and find the outro music. There we go. Honey drippers. Uh, And then we will see where we land at, uh, do we have anything on Monday? Yeah, we got the Monday night game. So we got to wait all the way to Monday night to see how we did with all of our bets. But we will see if we can get closer to being in the green. Five weeks in, we're not, Chris. We're struggling here struggling we really haven't moved all that much but you know it would be nice to be in the green at some point last year eventually last year it happened for me really late it, it happened once probably around like week seven eight when all of a sudden the teasers started hitting on a clip right and that brought me out of it. So, anyway. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Well, your weekend, which is Sunday since it's so late now. And uh, all the best to the family. All right, kid? Yeah, you got it. To you, too. Adios. Right. See you, everybody. Peace.